0: you have your Bible with you, and I do trust that you have one, I wonder would you turn over to the New Testament, to the second Gospel, Mark's Gospel, chapter 6. Mark's Gospel, chapter 6. We're breaking into the chapter at verse 45. Just a short reading, familiar reading, and it's one that I want to just leave a few thoughts with you. Uh, this evening, upon. They are familiar words. Maybe you've heard them preached on before. But our brother George was praying in the prayer meeting. Sometimes we can read the same passage and there's something fresh, there's something new uh, comes to us. And I trust that will be our cause this morning as we come to the Word of God. Mark's Gospel, chapter 6, reading from verse 45 just through to verse. And straightway he, that is the Lord Jesus Christ, constrained his disciples to get into the ship and to go to the other side before unto Bethsaida, while he sent away the people. And when he had sent them away, he departed into a mountain to pray. And when even was come, the ship was in the midst of the sea, and he alone On the land. And he saw them toiling and rowing, for the wind was contrary unto them. And about the fourth watch of the night he cometh unto them, walking upon the sea, and would have passed by them. And when they saw him walking upon the sea, they supposed it had been a spirit, and cried out. For they all saw him and were troubled. And immediately he talked with them and said unto them Be of good cheer it is I be not afraid. And he went up unto them into the ship, and the wind ceased, and they were sure amazed in themselves beyond measure and wondered. And we know that God will add to us a blessing from the reading of his precious word. The portion of Scripture is familiar to us that we did read this morning. But I always like to set the portion of Scripture in the context. The bit that we didn't read uh, before that, we have recorded for us the one of the miracles that the Lord Jesus Christ performed. In fact it's the only miracle that is recorded in all of the four gospels, it was the feeding of the 5,000. And that actually was the feeding of 5,000 men. And then there were women and children above that. And I want you to picture that scene this morning as we do come to the Word of God. Across those hills, the people had come, and in those white flowing robes that they wore, In those days they had come out to listen to the Lord Jesus Christ. And so the hillsides, instead of being their usual colour, they were uh, bedecked, I suppose we could say, with the people gathering, coming from here, there and yonder. Someone has actually said that that was the thought perhaps behind uh, where that verse of scripture says the fields are white already on to harvest as the Lord looked across the people coming to him many were coming perhaps to be healed many were coming perhaps to see him uh, do a wonderful miracle but the Lord looked out upon them and they saw the need of their own hearts and so the people gathered we find that as the Lord Jesus Christ spoke to them he said to his disciples Was there any food? He wanted to feed the people. But the disciples said to the Lord Jesus Christ to send them away. The day was far spent. The sun had reached its height. And it was now starting to go down into the afternoon sky. And the day was moving on. And they were thinking about by the time the people left this desert place. And went back to their own towns and villages. But the Lord Jesus Christ did the miracle. The young lad who brought his uh, his lunch. Five barley loaves and two small fishes. And we know the great miracle that the Lord wrought on that occasion. Do you know as we've come here to verse 45 where we started our reading. It says... And straightway, he constrained his disciples to get into the ship. Just a few moments before, or sometime before, they had been saying to the Lord, Lord, send these people away. But now the Lord was saying to them, you go away. You leave me. For he wanted to be alone. He wanted to be uh, is with his father in prayer, and that the Bible says he went up alone into a mountain to pray. And I want to emphasize something here this morning that the disciples here were doing something that they had been commanded, that they had been told, and yet the verses that we read, we find the disciples facing a situation, a physical storm that brought fear and dread to their own hearts you know each one of us along the road of life will face storms and difficulties yes we're a child of God we've been born again of the spirit of God we're seeking in our daily lives to live for him and to work for him and to walk the Christian life for him And yet here we find the disciples faced a storm. Maybe that's the experience of your heart this morning as you've come to God's house. Outwardly to those that have gathered, everything may seem okay to you. But you know within your own heart, there's a burden that you're bearing. There's a care that you have. There are things that trouble you. There's a great storm within your own soul. We sang those hymns specifically and purposely this morning. It's not an easy road that we're traveling to heaven. And many are the storms on the way. But this morning, I just want to consider with you three simple things I don't want this morning to concentrate, and while we make reference to them, upon the difficulties of the disciples. But I want to draw our attention this morning to the actions of the Saviour. To what the Lord Jesus Christ did. Because what he did for them, he can do for each one of us. I want you to notice there in verse 48. Look at the few words at the start of that verse. And he saw them. Simple words. The Lord Jesus Christ was, if I could just simply sum it up in one word, watching. He was watching them. Oh, yes, he had sent the disciples away. They had gone down to the shore. They had got into the boat. They were going across. Uh, the Sea of Galilee. At his bidding. At his command. They were going across to the other side. And the Savior left them. And he himself went up alone. Into the mountain. To pray. And he watched them. I want you to notice. Firstly that he saw them from a distance. Now the, the Sea of Galilee. Is approximately six miles Wide at its widest point. John's Gospel, when you read the record of this story, the Bible says that they had rowed about 25 to 30 furlongs in the storm. That's maybe three miles, three and a half miles. The wind was contrary to them, maybe some of that rowing. Had been, They were being blown about, tossed in the sea. But they had rowed a considerable distance out into the Sea of Galilee. And to the human eye, that would have just been like a speck on the ocean. If we were to go into Belfast, if we were to go up onto the cave hill that just overlooks Belfast Lock, and we sat there and watched the boats going in and out, even some of the larger boats that... Would have been much larger than the, the little vessel that the disciples were in. My, they would just be like a speck in the ocean. They would just be like a dot. But here we find that the Lord Jesus Christ, and it's recorded for us that He saw them, but He just didn't see them. He saw them in detail, if we could put it that way. He saw them. In difficulty he saw them toiling and rowing. The Bible says there in verse 48. For the wind was contrary unto them. And even though he was not physically with them. Yet he still saw them. He saw that they were a great way off. And he saw that they were in great need. Aren't you glad that the Savior sees us? We're sitting the majority of us tonight, this morning, in God's house, saved. But aren't you glad this morning that the Lord saw us even from a distance, even in our unsaved days? You remember the story of the prodigal son. That younger son who who couldn't wait for the father's inheritance until he died. But he asked for it. He went away. He spent it on riotous living. He came home tattered, just coming to plead with the Father that he would make him as one of his hired servants. And the Bible tells us there in Luke 15, verse 20, But while he was a great way off, the Father saw him. Isn't that a beautiful picture of the Lord Jesus Christ who saw us when we were far off? What does the Bible tell us? Ye who one time were afar off have been made nigh by the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. He saw them from a distance. You know, child of God, this morning, no matter what your difficulty is, no matter where you are spiritually in your walk with God, Thank God the Lord Jesus sees us. He saw them. But not only he see them from a distance. But he saw them in their difficulty. Or he saw them in their danger. Look again at verse 48. He saw them toiling in rowing. The wind was contrary to them. The wind was beating against them. It may have been as he left the shore earlier in the evening the sea was calm the sun was probably just descending onto the skyline all was calm and as they set off the way was easy going but as is common and as is well known in the sea of galilee storms can quickly arise because it is surrounded by hills the wind when it comes just acts And it can quickly whip up the sea. That's the experience here that we find the disciples were in. That sea that had once been calm was now tossing and turning. And the boat was just bobbing up and down in the water. How quickly that wind had arisen. Do you know how often the wind can blow in our own lives? And on how many occasions it can blow against us. Situations can arise, not of our own making, and despite our best effort. Everything that we seek to do that we seek to do gets us no further forward. And sometimes we can be put into a corner, and sometimes we're in situations that we don't know what direction to go in. We don't know what to do. For the best. This morning. Is there someone in that position? Is there someone as you've come to God's house. There's turmoil in your heart and mind. (coughs) A problem maybe in your business. A problem in your family life. Circumstances have arisen so quickly. Things that you've never dreamed could ever happen. Your heart's in a turmoil this morning. And you're finding the road is difficult. You don't know what way to turn. Let me encourage you this morning. The Lord sees you. The Lord's watching you. And he knows (laughs) the difficulty. David, the man after God's own heart, had many enemies that came against him. There was one occasion that we find recorded for us that David was facing even a challenge from his own men. And we find these words recorded for us, but David encouraged himself in the Lord. And let me say to you this morning, child of God, and let me encourage you from the Word of God, that the Lord sees you. Not only from a distance, but he sees you in your difficulty. That's why we purposely sang that hymn this morning. Jesus knows all about our problems, our difficulties. He will guide till the day is done. There's not a friend like the lowly Jesus. No, not one. No, not one. But not only did he see them from a distance, not only did he see them in their difficulty, but he saw them in the darkness. This is what I really want to draw your attention to specifically this morning. And to consider that we may get the truth of it into our own hearts and our minds. If you look at verse 35, we didn't read it. But if you look at verse 35 of the chapter 6. And when the day was now far spent, his disciples came on to him and said, This is a desert place and now the time. Is far past. As I've already said, the sun was starting to go down. This was even before the Lord had uh, did the miracle. The disciples, realizing that the sun was starting to go down, darkness would come down quickly, as it does in those in those eastern countries. They said to the Lord, "Send the people away." But in between that time, to the situation that we're found here now. The Lord performed the miracle, he took of the young man's lunch, he broke it, he gave thanks for it, the disciples distributed it among those that had gathered, they gathered up the baskets, the Lord sent the people away, he said to his disciples to go out into the boat. They had been rowing uh, for do you knows how long twenty five to thirty furlongs in the storm. And that sun that had been in the sky had now descended. Behind the horizon. The brightness had gone. The darkness had descended. And the, uh, the disciples were out. In the boat. In the middle of the sea. Now It's bad enough being. Perhaps in that situation in the daytime. When you can look out and you can maybe see. Well there's the land over there. And it's hopefully we're getting closer to it. But you know, in the darkness, all they could see around them was the blackness of the night. There was nothing to give them a bearing. And so we can understand the situation that they were facing. Not only had the darkness descended, but furthermore, the wind had arisen. The waves were beating on the ship. You know, that's just exactly how you feel this morning as you've come to God's house the sunshine and the heat of the sun that we love to feel the sunshine of God's love seems to have gone the daylight has gone and we're in a situation where darkness and shadows have descended across the path of life's pathway Clouds have gathered, darkness has come, trial, trouble has come. And as a hymn writer put it, round us the storms of adversity roll, and waves of destruction encompass our soul. Today, brother, sister in Christ, that's where you are. In the darkness, in a storm, in a situation similar to that which the disciples find themselves in, you're toiling and rowing, trying to reach the other side. There's no light to guide you from the shore, just total darkness all around. How long did that continue for? Look at verse 48. (coughs) the wind was contrary unto them and about the fourth watch of the night almost until the morning almost until the dawning of a new day what a long night that must have been for the disciples but here's the truth here's the lesson Here's the application to each one of our hearts this morning as we do meet around the word of God that Jesus saw them in the darkness. He was watching over them. He knew all about them. And you know, he knew the very need of their own heart. Let me go back to the illustration that I used earlier on if we were up the cave hill looking out over the ships going in and out Belfast Harbour. That's okay to watch them during the day. But if we were sitting up there at the pitch black of night and looked down into the harbour, we would see absolutely nothing. To the human eye, all we could see was total blackness. But you know, the eye of the Saviour penetrates even the blackness of darkness and he knew and he saw the need of his disciples no matter how long that night of trial has been that trouble, that tribulation those circumstances that you face I want you to be encouraged today that Jesus is watching you and you are not out of His sight I wondered, you know As we think about that with the disciples, did that thought ever cross their mind when they were out on the boat? My, they were more intent perhaps on the storm that they were facing. And maybe they were blaming the Lord for the circumstances in which they were in. After all, he was the one that sent us away. We could have stayed with him in the land. We could have gone to pray with him. But it's the Lord who sent us here. Maybe instead of concentrating and saying well the Lord sent us away. We're in the center of God's will here. Maybe they were blaming the Lord for the circumstances that they faced. Sometimes we can be like that can't we? We can blame the Lord. Instead of trusting him. Instead of leaning upon him. Instead of learning from him. My what a comfort it would have been to their own hearts. That they dwelt upon the truth. That God knew every detail that they were facing. Take hold of this truth. Lay hold upon this promise from the word of God today. That in the darkness... The Saviour sees you. He watches you. He knows your need. Remember others. There's always encouragement for us from the word of God. Others had faced these situations. Remember Daniel in the lion's den. And I'm sure as that stone was rolled away. Remember he was put into the lion's den. And the stone was rolled away and the king put a seal upon it. How dark it must have been in that day. And he knew there were lions there. But he couldn't see them. He didn't know what was going to happen. But you know in the darkness he put his trust in the Lord. You think of Paul and Silas in the New Testament. They were not only put into prison. But the Bible tells us that they were put into the inner prison. What was that? That was one that was right in the very centre, in the depths of the prison. No natural light came in. Maybe some of the other cells had a little window where some daylight penetrated through. But they were put into the very darkest, innermost prison. But the Lord came. And at midnight, the darkest hour, the Lord came to them and spoke to them. Not only did he see them, he was watching, but he came to them. Look at verse 48 again. And When he saw them toiling and rowing, for the wind was contrary unto them, and about the fourth watch of the night he cometh unto them. How did he come? He came walking. Not only was he watching, but he came walking then you say well what's so strange about that sure the Lord walked everywhere when we read about his earthly ministry we find that he walked except when he entered into Jerusalem he said to his disciples you go find a coat that never man has written the Lord Jesus Christ entered into Jerusalem on the back of a coat but I in every other aspect of the Lord's ministry he walked he went from village to village he went from town to town walking but you know this walking is a miracle the Lord Jesus Christ saw them from the mountain he went to them he came down from the mountainside He came to the seashore of the Sea of Galilee. He didn't stop and look up and down the shore to see if there was another boat there, that he could row out to the disciples and come to them. But the Bible says that he walked. He kept walking on the water. He kept walking. He keeps walking. He walks possibly for about three miles. We've indicated the length of time that the disciples had been rowing. And even though the wind was whipping up the sea, the Lord Jesus Christ came walking to them on the water. When you read Matthew's account in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 14, the Bible tells us that the boat was being tossed about with the waves. Not only was the wind contrary to them But the angry waves were beating against the side of the ship and Water was starting to come into the boat And they were feared They were afraid that it was going to sink There was that strong possibility That it could happen and What fear and terror Was in the hearts of the disciples But you know there's a great truth There's a great lesson here that we can learn again even this morning you see the very thing that posed a threat that posed a danger that posed a difficulty to the disciples the waves the water the tossing about was the very thing that the saviour walked upon they were under his feet And the Lord came walking upon the water on the top of the waves he came to his disciples. And my brother and sister in Christ this morning, that wind that blows, that has brought dangers in your life, dangers to the situation that you feel, and you fear that may sink you and drag you down, take courage take hope this morning they're under the saviour's feet they're under his control what a sign it gives to us of his great power that even the wind and the waves obeyed him he was able to walk upon them those things that you think those problems that you think are enormous those things that you think will overflow you they're in the Savior's control. And they're under His feet today. There is nothing. Let me repeat that to you this morning. There is nothing that can stop the Saviour coming to you. To your aid. To your help. Today. There's three examples I'll leave with you. Fire. You think of the three Hebrew children. You may feel today, well, I'm feeling the heat. I'm feeling the burden. I'm feeling the strain of the situation that we face. The three Hebrew children in the fire. Remember, they had refused to bow the knee and bow to the idol. The instruction was given. Put them into the burning fiery furnace. And the instruction was that it would be heated seven times hotter. And they were bound and thrown in to the fiery furnace. The old Nebuchadnezzar as he looked in. His words were these as are recorded in scripture. Did we not throw three men into the fire? Behold I see. And the fourth is like unto the form." Of the son of God. When you're facing the heat. When you feel the fire. Burning against you. Remember that the Lord. Will be with you. Doors. The disciples after the crucifixion. Of the Lord Jesus Christ. They were afraid. And the Bible says they gathered together. In the upper room. And they closed the doors. Because they were afraid of what would ever happen to them. And they shut the door to keep the enemy out. But the Lord knew their fear. The Bible says that he came to them. He appeared unto them. He came into their midst. And you know, he met them at the point of their need. And here in this chapter that we've looked at this morning, water. Do you feel that that situation, you're just going to sink in it, you're going to drown in it. Here we have the situation that the Lord came. The Lord took control and the waves were made calm again. No matter what your circumstance, no matter what your situation may be, the Saviour will come and meet us at the point of our need and bring comfort to all of our hearts. Quickly and finally. Let me leave one last thought with you this morning. He spoke to them. Look at verse 50. For they all saw him and were troubled. That's the disciples. And immediately he talked with them and said unto them, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. Not only was he watching them and he saw them and was watching. Not only did he come to them walking. But he spoke to them. He was talking. you know what's good to hear? In the situation that we face, the voice of God speaking to us. The question could be asked, why did the Savior come to the disciples? Because he knew their need. They were afraid. And the Lord comes in the night of their darkness. He comes to them in the need of their distress. You know, and He came to meet them and to speak with them. Is there that fear within your heart? We read in Mark's account here of the story that He came walking upon the sea. Look at verse 49 sorry verse 48 walking upon the sea and would have passed by them it seems that the Lord Jesus Christ would have gone by them he would have gone further but what he was trying to do here was ask him to call out to cry unto him so that he could speak to them you know that's what he did What is the words that he speaks? Lovely words. I'm sure many of us have turned to those words in our time of distress, in our time of trouble, and what words they are that bring peace to your own soul. Be not afraid. It is I. Be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. You know, when the disciples first saw the Lord... They supposed him to have been a spirit. As I read that story, there's a question that always comes to my mind. I wonder if you ever thought about it. Here was a situation the disciples were in. Fear and trembling had gripped their soul. The Lord comes to them but they didn't recognize the Lord. Just a few hours earlier. They had been at his side. They had watched him take those bread. Those pieces of bread and the fish. And bless them. And divide them. And feed the multitude. They had witnessed that miracle. These were the same disciples. Who had followed the Lord. From village to village. And town to town. And seen him. Heal the make the blind to see, make the lame to walk they knew him and yet in the hour of need they didn't recognise him coming across the water to meet him they supposed him to have been a spirit and they were troubled within their own breast and I think it could be summed simply like this and how often it is like us In the storm of life, we're so caught up with the circumstances that we're faced with that we just fail to see the Lord coming to us in our hour of need. We fail to see his hand in it. We fail to see the purpose of what he is doing. You know, sometimes we've gone to the extent that perhaps even in those situations that we face, that we've forgotten the Lord all together nothing is more precious to us nothing is more powerful to each one of us as children of God to know the peace that the word of God brings to our own hearts to silence our fears words of comfort words of compassion words of consolation and what words they were here That the Saviour spoke to them, be of good cheer, don't be afraid. It is I, be not afraid. You know, my dear friend, there's nothing better than in the circumstances that we face to have the Word of God to our own hearts. Child of God, in the darkness of your situation, in the distress of your spirit, In the discouragement of your own soul this morning, Jesus himself draws near and speaks a word to your own heart. Think of the two disciples on the road to Emmaus. After the Lord had been taken and crucified, they were dejected, they were disillusioned. They were walking along the road, talking among themselves. The Bible tells us these words that Jesus himself drew near and went with them. Every step of the way, as they walked, he walked. Every step that they took, he walked with them. You know, my dear friend, no matter what our circumstance and our situation may be, it's good to know that the Lord walks with us every step of the way. I am here to succor you. I am here to hold you. I am here to hear your cry. I am here to lift you and hold you when you need it. I am here to lift you up when you're cast down. I am here to encourage you when you are discouraged. The hymn writer wrote the words of that lovely hymn, What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege it is to carry everything to God in prayer. The one who is able to supply the grace, sufficient grace to meet us at the very point of our need. How short and simple were those words that the Saviour spoke, ten in total. But how complete they were to the disciples. To know that he was there, to know that his presence was with them. And they need not be afraid. Is that the word that you need this morning as you've come to God's house? Is that the word that you need this morning as you gather with the people of God? In the situation that you face, don't be afraid of the storm. Don't be afraid of those circumstances that you're facing at the moment. For I am with you. Don't be afraid. He speaks. The drooping heart to cheer. Oh, hear. The voice of Jesus. Could I turn your attention? I wonder would you turn with me just in closing to a verse of scripture that perhaps sums it all up in what we've been saying this morning. The book of Isaiah chapter 43 and the verse 2. When thou passest through the waters I will be with thee. And through the rivers they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. Let's leave God's house today on a note of victory with that assurance that no matter what circumstance, no matter what situation we face, the Lord is with us every step of the way. Remember, He saw them, He came to them, and He spoke to them. He was watching, He walked to them, and He talked with them. May God bless His word to our own hearts this morning.